Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Giving you a behind-the-scene discussion of Thriller X and Thriller Crypto. Welcome to Birth Crypto Death. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Birth Crypto Death, a behind-the-scenes podcast about all things Stiller Crypto. That's right. Today, we are doing something different today. As promised, if you are if you just came listening from our Thriller Coin Talk that got released today, November 20th, then this is the second part to that. This is what I was promised. I promised y'all during uh, Buffer. Is that what it's called, Javier? I'm pretty sure he's nodding yes. Okay, cool. So I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of y'all are coming from that and kind of want to hear my take on everything. Um, let me start off by saying again, because I don't think it I don't think it gets said too much, right? I feel like these days everybody just kind of shoots from the hip, right? Um, and I've, I've gone older and I realize that's not always smart, right? So I, I'm just going to say like... Um, Everybody has an opinion on things, right? Whether they're right or wrong. Uh, at the end of the day, you never really find out. Like, like if you, and this is just coming from experience. Like if you look back 10 years. Oh, and I should also say, this is going to get very ranty. <laughs> Javier is like rolling his eyes. Yeah, it's going to be a very ranty show. Um, so yeah, just, just know that I'm going to be all over the place. Um, but yeah, what I was saying is like, people have an opinion about everything, Right. Um, you, you know, and then that goes like anywhere and everywhere you go, your, your workplace, your, your home life, uh, your, uh, your family, uh, your friends, like everybody has an opinion on things. Right. Um, and, and usually everybody's either right or wrong on those things. And, and most often than not, most often than not, you won't find that out until like, you know, months, days, weeks, years later. Right. Um, whether that was the right thing to do or the right thing to say or you were accurate or not. Right. Um, and so, so you got to keep that in mind with everything. Um, and that's what I primarily try to do. You know, when I'm listening to everything that's going on around me, um, that's with Bitcoin or crypto or anything like that. I, I listen to the people that have been right more often than not. Right. I don't listen to the people who in this space are wrong all the time, uh, because I've been in this space long enough to know who the people that are wrong. And I'm not the type of person, because that's not my personality. I'm not the type of person to call those people out. You know, there was a time when I, when I, uh, you know, when I would see everybody call each other out and I just always stood, you know, I'm not going to do that. I try really not to do that. The only time I ever really do that is against like Fiat Maximus or something, <laughs> but I never do that. <laughs> Fiat Maximus. I never do that. Uh, like, to people in this space, because quite honestly, everybody's really friendly in this space. And whether you disagree with them or not, 
it, it doesn't matter. You know, you can just look at their history and be like, okay, yeah, this person has been wrong here, 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 here. I'm not going to listen to them. And then they get up, put on the list of not to listen to. And there's people that have been right here, 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 and here. And you're like, okay, I'm listening to them. Right. Uh, so maybe one day I'll go through a list of those people, but it probably won't be on this show. Cause this goes out to everybody. It'll probably be on the premium show so that y'all can know who I have on the list of like, who's right. Who's wrong. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I'm teetering and going off rail here. Uh, you are. Okay, cool. Uh, so what I was trying to get to before I got into the whole Bitcoin crypto rant and see, that's what I do, man. My mind goes like this and ask my wife, my mind goes like this where I'm going straight, you know, and then I'll teeter off and we'll be talking about something and then I'll teeter off and start talking about Bitcoin and crypto. And it just naturally happens. You know, we'll have a conversation about something entirely different. And she's like, why do you always do that? Why do you always bring it back to Bitcoin or crypto? And I'm just like, I'm like, all roads lead back to Bitcoin. You know, I don't know what else to tell her. Uh, and I try really hard these days not to do that. But with the big news today with BlackRock, it's kind of hard not to, to do that. That's why I tweeted out earlier was like, try not to let your Bitcoin maximalism shine this weekend to everybody out there. Try to be a little bit, you know, humble. <laughs> anyway, because um, right now we're on top of the world, quite frankly. It feels amazing going into this weekend. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So when, when it comes to being right or wrong in the, in the political space, I mean, you really don't know until like years after they have left the presidency. Right. Um, and, and quite frankly, I'm going to tell you how, how, how I look at that. And I'm not trying to tell you because I'm trying to sway you or anything. I honestly would hope that me personally, I would hope that what my, positions and, 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 and background and what little, and I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this because I want you to understand, I know very little about all that stuff, very little. So the fact that everybody keeps pressing me on this <laughs> and I notice it, it really, and, uh, and I love everybody that emails in. And so I love, I love hearing all sorts of takes too. I'm the type of person that just wants to know everything on every side, like seriously, Tell me why this is this is that way. Tell me why that is. Okay, now tell me why this is that's wrong. I want to hear both sides. My, it makes my wife infuriated when I'm watching anything that's political, which is on either opposite side of what she believes in. She hates it. She's like, why are you listening to that? I'm like, because I want to understand their side. Why? And then the days when I'm listening to something that she agrees with, why are you listening to that? And I'm like, because uh, I'm trying to understand their side. Or why aren't you listening to this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll check that out afterwards. And it's just back and forth. She hates it. I understand that. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I think I, I think, I think, and it really started happening once I got into Bitcoin and crypto, where I, I just saw the world a little bit different. Um, and I've been doing, a, we've been doing a lot of traveling, you know, these past few years. Uh, since being in the crypto and I met a lot of people I would have never interacted with, um, you know, early in the early days of Thriller Crypto, we did a lot of interviews that people who were CEOs, like, you know, people who are way smarter than me, pe pe people who have, you know, are worth millions and billions of like, that's what I'm not, I'm not just saying that to like brag or anything. Like th these are just different people outside of my normal scope of talking to on an everyday basis here in Austin. Right. Um, and so what I'm trying to say is like my mind kind of opened up to all these different things. And, and that's what happens. A podcast can change your life. That's why when people are like, oh, should I start a podcast? I'm like, 
You should, because it'll change your life and how you view things. It, it really does. I'm not the same person that started this podcast, you know, four years ago. I'm just not. I'm not that same person. I'm completely different now. Ask my wife. She's like, man, you're so different. I'm like, it's just because you naturally um, just change over time in general. But when you're on a, when you're doing a podcast and you're interviewing people or you're studying up, up on a certain segments of, you know, whatever you're interested in, uh, you'll learn even more about that segment. It just, yeah. Anyway, I'm see, I'm teetering again. I'm going off the rails. What I'm trying to say is I'm the type of person that wants to know everything. And when it comes to politics, I know very little. If, if my mind, let me explain it this way. My mind is hundred percent, right? And let's say I have a mind that's hundred <laughs> percent. Car, everybody uses their mind. Okay. I have hundred percent, right? Let's just say I have hundred percent allocation, right? Of my mind and my interests. I would say probably about like 5%, you know, into sports, you know, uh, <laughs> I really, I really love tasting different types of food and traveling and stuff like that. So I'd probably say that's like 10, 15%. Uh, and then when it comes to like Bitcoin and crypto, I would say that's like at least 55 going on 60%. Uh, how much is that? What's that like 60 for 75? Okay. So I have like 25% left. Uh, when it comes to politics of my mind, that's hundred percent. I already told you my allocation so far because of politics, I'm like 3%. Like that's all I know is 3% of politics. I'm not even joking. Like 3% of politics. And I'm not, I'm not saying that just to come off like stupid, but I'm just saying like, I know 3% of how politics work. That's where my, all my other, my, oh, and then I should say my job too. My job is like, see, cause a lot of that is just like muscle memory or not even muscle memory. It's more like keyboard finger type memory when it comes to like CLI or anything. Like all that stuff is just, I just know going to school cert certifications. It's just like, you're always learning new stuff in my in my field, you know, being a network technician, assistant administrator, like you're just constantly know, learning new stuff every day. Uh, and then you're having to certify, uh, certify yourself every year. So it's like you're constantly going to be learning about that stuff all the time. So whether you like it or not, you're going to get fed the fire hose. You know what I mean? At least in my job, what I'm in now. So that I feel like I'm always learning. And that's probably about 25, 30 percent of my brain where it's like allocated. Um, and then that's what I'm trying to say. Like I literally spend almost zero time, less than 3% on what's going on with politics in the world. So you can kind of see like, okay, cars coming from this whole allocation of his mind. That's hundred percent. He's saying he spends 60 to 55% in crypto and Bitcoin. And then he allocates, <laughs> you know, 10% for travel and, and, and food. Cause he likes that stuff. And then he allocates, you know, 5%, you know, on, uh, whatever else, health and stuff like that. And then he, he likes movies a lot. So there's another 5%, you know, or 10%. And then like, you know, yeah. And that doesn't leave very much for like my family. <laughs> I try to incorporate them in those percentages already. <laughs> and my wife, I, I try to incorporate her in all those things and like my friends and yeah. Um, like, like yesterday, for example, like when we went out with friends, had a great time, you know, we're, we're eating wings and we're talking about all sorts of things. They're telling me about cool board games and like uh, getting together and doing some board games. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. They're talking about this whole new board game uh, that they've gotten. And like, oh, it's supposed to be like something epic. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, that sounds like a lot of fun. Like, these are things like I don't know about because I just I just not looking at, you know what I mean? So I love people who have a different perspective on things. And when I like to talk about the things that I'm interested in, it, it it allows me an opportunity to understand their 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 kind of um, 
their kind of view on what I see. And it, it, it really opens up my eyes to a lot of things. And so, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like I spend to recap, I spend very little on understanding politics around the world. Uh, I would say that has definitely increased, you know, over the past four years, it probably went from like 0.5 to 3% just because I have to know a little bit because of what's going on with Bitcoin and crypto. So it's kind of like force fed these days because a lot of it's dependent on what the treasury and the fed are doing. And um, that's another thing of it. So with all that being said, now you kind of understand where my mindset is coming from. Uh, It's not coming from like, Oh, he's on this side or he's on that side. Cause honestly, like that, that, that doesn't even, that's not even something I'm thinking about. at all. And I know that might find a lot of people, you know, surprised to say that because of what's gone on this year. Um, but quite, quite frankly, like I don't let, I don't let other people's barriers put things in my, in my way. Um, so for example, when I was a young kid, uh, I was really, and you guys know the story. I was really into like punk music, you know, I had a punk band growing up and it was a lot of fun. And we got to travel around Texas and play shows. It was really cool. <laughs> I had a great childhood anyway, uh, or I should say teenage years, I had a great teen years. Uh, so anyway, I lived the dream. That's why I like when I look now and I'm like so boring into all this finance stuff, my wife's like, how can you just stare at data like that all, all night? And I'm like, this is fun, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm like, man, you, you like, you know what I mean? It's just like when I was, I really did everything like I wanted to do. Like when I was young, I, I got it out of me, as some people will say. Right. So I grew up very much punk. Right. So my mindset had always been like anti-establishment, you know, and I'm, and whether you like to hear that or not, I totally understand because like some people, as soon as you say you're, you're kind of that way, people have, I'll have an automatic, like, look towards you, right? They think you're like some kind of leper. <laughs> you start saying you're anti-establishment. It lets people think like, oh, maybe he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, he's somebody that you can't conform. Like, you know, people get scared. I, I totally get it. Like it's one of the things that led me to Bitcoin, uh, and, and cryptocurrency and, and to, and to networking and to computers, right? Like all of that came because I had a punk background. Uh, I think it, it wouldn't have come any other way. Uh, I saw the power with these computers. I saw the power with knowledge and understanding how uh, I can really make a prosperous life by going down this path of understanding like these these different, um, um, you know, protocols. And, and I, I feel like everything kind of kind of fell into place. Right. And so that's kind of my mindset of what I see things. So when people say, what side are you on? Um, it's not that I, it's not that I don't want to tell you it's because I don't think there is a side (laughs) like, and this is probably, this is probably what, you know, people are going to get the most mad at. And, um, and this is probably where people will, will say, man, car, you're so jaded, but it's not even so jaded. Like it's just that if you, Okay. And so there was a time, you know, cause I grew up during the whole, like, you got to remember, you know, this millennial generation and even the people that don't think this question this stuff. Right. And I think it's more of a generational thing than anything else. I think, I think if you look at the millennial generation, the generation that I'm in, I think it, I think we see, we see the world a little bit differently than the people 
who who grew who who are the Zoomers, right? The Zoomers, the younger people than us, who are coming up here now, and that generation. I think they look at everything a little bit differently than we do. Probably a lot more differently than we do. Um, I think if you look at the people that came before us, like the Gen Xers, you know, and even the baby boomers, they look at the world completely different than the millennials. Right. And I think I fall into that bucket to where I can have conversations with people that are much older than me and the way they explain things. I'm like, wow, like I wish I had these rose colored glasses that you do uh, <laughs> like knowing like because. And I hate to be, you know, generalizing here because I don't like doing that. But let me give you an example. Like, you know, I have a friend that, uh, you know, is kind of older. I guess he's kind of older. And, uh, you know, he he had worked like a regular job his whole life, uh, was able to buy a house, was like able to do all these things. He even went to school really cheap, uh, really brilliant, smart man. And uh, he's he really got me into a lot of cool podcasts. And, and I talked to him every once in a while and he's like, oh, you're a generation Y'all got it bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we did. And then, you know, I start talking to him about the Fed and the Treasury and all that kind of stuff. And he doesn't want to hear it. Like, they, he doesn't want to hear any of that because uh, he thinks it's a load of BS, right? And I get it. I, I can't talk. I can't touch that subject with him. And I know I can't do that anymore. And, and that's cool, right? But uh, because he won't allow me to talk, <laughs> right? So, I do realize there are these generational mindsets that a lot of us fall into. And I'm not, I'm not uh, somebody who is, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, exclusion of that. I, I am of that millennial generation. So my mind and my, the way I view the world uh, is different. Right. Um, so with that being said, you know, I grew up during that whole George Bush presidency. Right. And then I, I grew up through, um, you know, the Obama years, you know, when I first started entering the workspace and then now through the Trump period and then now through what looks like it's going to be Biden, potentially, who knows what's going on with that. I'm not following it. Um, but I will say, though, like even during all that time, like I never was following politics. Uh, I I'm not a person, you know, that, you know, cares enough to go out there and support either one or the left, you know, or the right either. It doesn't, to me, it's the same thing. And the older I get, uh, I realize this to be true. Now, this is where you're going to be like, oh man, cars out there. (laughs) And I get it. And I get it. This is probably where you should stop now, right? Because you're going to lose all respect for me. But I really genuinely, you know, I don't even say I have to believe it. I've, I've seen it. I've seen the data. I've, I've looked at what's on on websites in that data and I've looked at it. And when certain people are in office with certain people who are appointed to that office, they're either on Team Goldman Sachs or they're on Team JP Morgan, you know, or quite frankly, they're a little bit of a mixture of both where you'll have mostly Goldman and some Citibank people in that administration, or you'll have some team Goldman, a lot of Citibank and, and, and a lot of JP Morgan, right? Or maybe more JP Morgan than anything else. You know, and I don't have to pick sides to, to, to understand that. And, and this was, this is interesting too, right? Cause I talked to, um, uh, gosh, I forget his name. I talk to him all the time online and uh, we always go back and forth on different things. 
he was actually, you can go back and listen. He was actually on our thriller South by Southwest in 2019. And we did a, a thriller after dark with uh, Pontifer. And to this day, me and him still talk. It's kind of funny. And he was, he tweeted at me, that guy, if you think I'm out there, that guy's way out there, but I love him. He's, he's the best. Um, and if you think I, like I'm out there, he's way out there, <laughs> but he's brilliant. Like his mind's brilliant anyway, because he's really, really smart. Anyway, uh, he, he was, he was talking about, uh, well, he was talking about, he always talks about politics, but I, I tell him like, I don't know anything. I just, I'm just listening to what you're saying. And I think it's, it's, you know, interesting. Um, he was telling me, he's like, he was saying we are, we have been going back and forth with this whole Bitcoin crypto thing. And he thinks that Bitcoin and crypto are nothing are going to be nothing in the future. And, and, and to this day, he still jabs me about that every once in a while. And I'm like, man, dude, how do you go from, because he was a Bitcoin maximalist um, and he was a big holder of some like some like shit coin. <laughs> I forget which one. And he was he was such a big proponent of that. And he went from that to like and I think it's because he kind of got dealt the wrong hand, you know, just with everything. Uh, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. But um, th- there was a time uh, <laughs> there was a time where he was like all for crypto and all for Bitcoin. And then all of a sudden now he's just anti all of that. Like he's just doesn't think it's going to work, you know? And so today I tweeted, I tweeted, I was like in a, in a rigged game of fiat currency, it's good to understand who the winners currently are to make your move. Few understand this. And I, and I say that going back to that statement that I just told you right now, that I think in these administrations, at least for the United States, um, I haven't looked at the entire world. Um, it kind of matters who's who's who are your contributors, who's backing you, and quite frankly, whether you're on Team Goldman or, or Team Citibank or, or you know Team JP Morgan or both, like all that. I think all of that goes into goes into decisions <laughs> for for the United States. Call me call me crazy, but I think that's. I think that's base reality. I think that's the reality that we live in. I think most people know that, but I think most people don't want to believe that. And the longer I look at Bitcoin, the longer I look at cryptocurrency, and the longer I study the Fed and and study the Treasury Department, the more I realize, no, this is exactly how the real world works. And you just were never paying attention to it. Um, So I, 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 I tweeted that today. I said, in a rigged game of young currency, it's good to understand who the winners currently. I said it's good to understand who the winners are. Or no, no, hang on. Let me do that again. <laughs> Rewind that back. In a rigged game of fiat currency, it's good to understand who the winners currently are to make your move. Few understand this. Pontifer replied back. He says, All the games are rigged. The only winning move is not to play. <laughs> and I was like, that's summon a gun. He got me, right? But I was like, no. Or know the winners beforehand. <laughs> So that's what I'm trying to say. If you know the winners beforehand, Team Goldman Sachs, Team Citibank, Team uh, <laughs> Team JP Morgan, then then you'll be fine. You're 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 gonna make the winning move, and that's what I'm saying. Like once you start following the money, it's easy to see what's happening. Um, 
And the more, the more data and the more research and the more analyzing I do into that, just by, you know, diagonally looking at crypto and Bitcoin and not really paying attention to what the Fed or not paying attention to what the what politics are doing. I see, I see all that. And, and quite frankly, that scares the crap out of me for a lot of things. Like no one wants to play in a rigged game, you know? Um, but it's good to know who the winners are and what they're doing and to follow what they're doing. And if you follow what they're doing, you might be a winner too. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of my mindset on how I view the whole political game. And that's why I like, I don't like talking about that in, in on the show because, or in the subscription show, because people don't need to hear that from me. Right. Like people don't need to, to, I don't need to uh, put my theories out there. Cause that's a theory. Yes. I keep looking at data and keep analyzing everything. And that's what's, that's, what's pointing in that direction. But people aren't coming to me to to they're not getting a three a thriller premium subscription to to get that. They're getting one because they want to know where the fuck Bitcoin is going. They want to know what the fuck uh, altcoins they should be holding. They want to know when these are going to make a move and they want you to be pretty accurate 70 percent of the time. And if you're not, they're going to unsubscribe and tell you, you know. And so that's what I'm trying to say, like all of this stuff that we're talking about today. Does it make a difference uh, when it comes to me talking about Bitcoin and crypto? Because all this stuff that I'm telling you, how I how I genuinely feel about politics and all that stuff, like it doesn't it it doesn't play into how I look at Bitcoin charts. It doesn't play into how I look at crypto charts. It doesn't play any of that. It doesn't play into how I look at the Fed or how to analyze what, you know, Mnuchin put in his letter today um, to to Jerome Powell, which was hilarious. Uh, but like all that stuff doesn't doesn't matter, you know. It it, it really doesn't. Um, it 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 only matters uh, to people that want to know more about me and how I am as a person, and what my favorite drink is, and and like all that stuff, you know. And I appreciate that. Like most people don't want to know that though, who pay for a thriller subscription. And I I've been there, you know. Currently, right now, I'm a I'm a, I'm a purchaser of like several subscriptions, <laughs> you know, and, and of, of like podcasts and stuff like that. I don't go on Patreon anymore because fuck Patreon, but I do support the people that make great content. Right. And I feel like you should always do that. If you're a fan of somebody's content, you should always be supporting them in one way or another. And um, if you can find a way even to like tip them or something, you should definitely do that. Even if you're listening for free. And, that, and that's and that's kind of like my thing. I love doing that. And I have a whole credit card set aside <laughs> for reoccurring transactions every month for my favorite podcast. And that's just how I do things. Um, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's um, I would hate for me to listen to those podcasts and then for the host or the hostess to say like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we usually talk about this every time, every week every couple of days but today we're talking about so and so and how they're missing up so and so and what other so and so is doing and let's talk politics and i'm like no unsubscribe i do not you are my getaway <laughs> you are the place i go to get away from all that you know what i mean like and i've had people tell me that too like back in the day this is where me this is where i like keep going off topic but we'll get there we'll, we'll stream back out eventually um, like back in the day when, when I used to give the podcast away for free and it was, it was all free all the time. And, 
you know, and that was great and all. And that was awesome. Um, people used to always say, man, car, I love it when you do this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like this is awesome when you do that. And man, you make my day. And, and, and man, I love that. I can listen to you after work and for work or during work. So people think you're hilarious. Like, and I was just like, man, it, it makes you feel really good. Right. But you got to realize you're giving it away for free. Of course, they're going to be happy with free, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, <laughs> they're going to be happy with free because it's free. <laughs> no one's going to go out of their way to curse you out. That's why I'm always surprised. Like uh, poor Peter McCormick, man, and poor Pomp. Like they give away their podcasts for free and people will go and, um, well, I shouldn't say they give it away for free. They do a lot of fucking chilling. <laughs> they fucking chill a lot. <laughs> they definitely show a lot and definitely their listeners do get burned, especially if they're newbies and they don't know how, all that work. Anyway, I, that's another podcast for another day. I love them both. <laughs> I'm glad they're making a living. Anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is, um, no, no, no. What I'm trying to <laughs> just threw me for a loop. No, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I'm always surprised that people are like, man, you suck because of this or you do And I was just like, man, they're giving away for free, you know, <laughs> and they're shilling all this stuff, but still you can skip over that if you wanted to. But it's like, I don't, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of hard for me to fathom, like, you know, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is ultimately people who pay for podcasts or pay for premium content, they, they want a premium selection of, of, of what they're, of what they're, of what they're listening to. They want that stuff. And if you're not providing it, they're going to see you later kind of, you know, and that's what I've come to find. And I've only been doing the subscription for a year going on a year and a half now or not even a year. Yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half now. And that's what I have found. I have found as soon as I start straying away from that, and it could be even small, like today was, <laughs> today was a perfect example of that. Cause Javier was giving me that look like, mm, you know, when I, when I was talking about Ethereum and about how, um, uh, and how like little Yachty opened up a token. He was looking at me like, why, why are you talking about that? Well, I was just talking about it in relation to Ethereum and how, you know, they're doing a social currency. And that's big news, quite frankly, for Ethereum, because he's like a really big hip hop artist. But even then he gave me a look like, why are you talking about that? But it was like one of those, like, if I would have kept, if I would have kept going in that direction and talking about that for five minutes, <laughs> talking about little Yachty and his whole success and his whole life story, people would have, I would have gotten emails from people saying, Hey, I, you know, Hey, why are you talking about little, you know, and that, and I know, I know a lot of y'all don't do that. And I appreciate you because I love you. And I know the people that do do that. I love you too. I appreciate you too. Um, but I know how annoying that is because I've been on the other side of that, right? Like I've been on the other side of listening to a premium podcast and they derail for 10 minutes talking about, the Chicago Cubs <laughs> and it's a technology podcast and they're talking about that and they, and I love them. I love both the hosts, like a minute, like I love them both. I love both the hosts, right? Like I love them both because I listened to them for so long, but they'll, they'll sit there and we'll be talking about tech. And, and this is my way of understanding what's going on in the tech space while still having a tech job. <laughs> so I listen to them specifically to understand what's going on. Right. Cause I, all I do is Bitcoin and crypto all day. So I have to fit that stuff in where I can. Anyway, and they'll go on talking about the Cubs for like 10 minutes and it'll piss me off. And I'll be like, why are you talking about the Cubs for 10 minutes? I don't want to know how the Cubs are doing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where like, 
I got to be careful because some people are paying for that podcast strictly to understand what's going on with Bitcoin and investments. And if I can entertain them while doing that, awesome. And some people hate the fact that I entertain while I'm doing that. Some people want me to be even more boring. I've gotten those too. They're like, man, Car, you, I love you podcast. I love you, but I, I got to unsubscribe. And, and I'm like, yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Can I ask you why? It's just because you're all, you're always trying to be too funny or you're always trying to be too playful. And that's just, and that's just not what I'm looking for. And I'm like, man, that's awesome that you told me that. And gosh, I wish I could fix that, but that's my personality. And, and quite frankly, I appreciate the honesty and I appreciate you, you know, jumping in and like listening to the podcast for a month, two months, whatever. Can I offer you a refund in Bitcoin? And they're like, oh, wow, you want to offer me a refund? I'm like, absolutely. I don't want you to feel like you got burned because like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Like, I really want you to be successful in your Bitcoin and crypto investments. And I'm, how can I do that if I've, you know, you've been with me for two months and I promised you this and I didn't deliver. That's like $14 you could be spending on Bitcoin instead. So here's $14 in Bitcoin. And, and usually what they'll say is like, oh, no, man, don't worry about it. You know, gosh, I didn't realize you were... I'm like, yeah, bro, like this is not an act. <laughs> like I'm not and you know, I get this all the time when I when I go to conferences, like people will meet me like, man, you're so different when I meet you. But gosh, you're exactly what you say you are on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, bro, like I'm a stand up dude. Like I'm not trying to rip anybody off. Like I'm straight up like that's how I was raised. Like think my mom, like that's how I was raised. So when people tell me that I'm like, yeah, here's. The $14 back in Bitcoin for the two months that you spent on uh, Thriller Premium. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you weren't having a good time. You know, I wish you would have told me sooner. Maybe I could have eased up a little bit as you got kind of got to the swing of things. Maybe like, but for the most part, that's like my personality. Like I'm an entertaining guy. I, I love making jokes. And quite frankly, like most of my listeners love that <laughs> part about Thriller Crypto. And honestly, we've been that way since the beginning. Like that's just how I've been since the beginning. And I don't think that's going to change, you know? And when we do get serious, we get serious, right? Like there's some times where I'm like, okay, this is probably gonna be, you know, a serious show. Uh, it's probably gonna be really boring, but it's, it's time to understand why this matters. And this is when we, this is when we used to bring up, like, I used to get a lot of that. We, we used to go and, and we would cover the yield curve inversion. And then everybody's like, Car, I really don't understand why you're covering this. It doesn't make any sense. Like, or even Bitcoin next recession, man, Car, I really don't understand why you needed to cover that. You know, Bitcoin's, we're not getting a recession. And gosh, now, you know, during the emails in March and May, man, Car, thank you so much for telling me about that. I didn't think you were right at the time, but wow, we were, we were really headed towards recession. And I was like, yeah, we definitely were. And the pandemic just came and, they ran with it, you know, the powers that be kind of just ran with it. And now we're in this great reset, you know, and that's another podcast I want to hear. I want to cover here in the next few days, because I feel like that's another podcast that is like, let's eat your vegetables. Cause this is going to be a thing you're going to be hearing and it's going to affect Bitcoin. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like there's, there's always been that in the background. I just don't bring it up on the show because I have a lot of respect for people and I kind of feel bad bringing it up now. I feel like I'm talking like inside baseball and things, but um, you all asked, <laughs> you all asked. And honestly, you should have hit stop a long time ago. If you didn't want to hear that. I'm just kidding. I love y'all. 
Um, so here, I want to get to a question because I, I really want to like get everybody's opinion on this. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, stay away from people's opinions, but, um, but yeah, so this is from somebody who, you know, who has been a fan of Thriller Crypto and what we do here. And quite frankly, I, I appreciate him letting me know this stuff. Um, and, um, I appreciate him, you know, sending me this DM to tell me what's going on. Cause quite frankly, I didn't know any of this. Like I'm not paying attention to the politics stuff. I'm just not. Uh, so I appreciate it. Uh, he says, and this is, this is, this is, this is where this, this portion of the podcast gets into politics. Uh, but this is coming from a person who is subscribed to the crypto premium. And he, he had a question for me. So I should state that from the top right here, starting now. So if you don't want to hear any of the politics stuff, this is probably the last point. <laughs> you should probably stop here. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to proceed on, but you, you heard me say stop. So his question was another company is Smartmatic. They were used to stage the PA. I guess that means Pennsylvania and Georgia verdicts. Simply put, you put BTC in a light that has made it more attractive than anyone else has. Buy Bitcoin, save the world. Wow, I didn't realize I did that, but I guess I do. You know, I've been saying that since 2017 by Bitcoin Save the World. And man, I really hope I'm right. But there's some days like today when I see BlackRock giving the nod to Bitcoin, I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you should <laughs> you should have waited. <laughs> I was like, you should have waited before you said this. I wanted everybody who had less to get into Bitcoin uh, before you, you, you conglomerate eating piece of crap. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I, I have been saying that for the longest time by Bitcoin Save the World. Um, with what has happened with the election fraud, it's a dark thing. This is all coming from uh, the Thriller Crypto Premium user or not user, <laughs> a subscriber. I don't know why I'm thinking like in, I'm thinking work for some reason. Um, he goes, he goes, um, this would mean democracy is essentially rigged. And your votes are meaningless. Simply optics by way of ritual. Gosh, man. When I hear stuff like that, I'm like, it like just makes me like go down. You know, it brings me, it just makes me sad. Um, just because a lot of it's tr true, like, right? It feels like that, unfortunately. Um, so I definitely know where he's coming from or she is coming from. So in a sense, BTC could just be a saving grace in another way which is the face of socialism or worse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, if you really think about it, like, and you know, this is where, this is where I think is a possibility. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now, because I've been thinking a lot about this and I haven't wanted to share it on the, on the premium subscription yet, because I feel like I'm not hundred percent on it. And I don't think it's valuable knowledge to know right now. Does that make sense? So, when I, when I look at Bitcoin and when I look at fiat currency, when I look at uh, other digital assets, I often think to myself, is this the right time to tell people or should I wait till later? Right. When I started telling you all about Cardano back in July, I felt that was an, an, an adequate enough time before here in December, because what I've been saying is like we're going to see a run up here in December for Cardano because of so and so, so and so, so and so. 
<laughs> you know, that's how I kept all that out. <laughs> you got to go subscribe to the Thriller <laughs> premium subscription if you're if you're subscribed to this <laughs> and you're not subscribed to that. <laughs> Actually, I think I said it on the on the monthly podcast. And anyway, uh, or get in our Telegram. A lot of stuff gets leaked there. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know how to get to the Telegram, well, um, yeah, how do they get to the Telegram? Ask a friend <laughs> or, or no, just email me or DM me on um Twitter and I'll give you the link to the telegram because I really am very I'm very selective on who I invite to the telegram uh, sometimes we have open enrollments but unless you're a premium subscriber you're not going to get that link <laughs> it's very selective because I love the community that we have anyway um with all that being said he, so um so 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 they said BTC could just be a saving grace in another way which is the face of socialism or worse so I've been thinking a lot about that. Uh, and one of the things that really, I really am struggling to, to kind of, I'm so wrapping my head around. So take that for what it is. What I'm telling you right now, it really hasn't been thought through, um, you know, and I haven't gone through things and haven't written it down. I usually take my iPad and I start writing things down and then I'll, I'll just grow on that narrative. And then over time, like a lot of these narratives that I talk about all roads lead back to Bitcoin um, Ethereum is going to uh, make this next fiat currency, uh, pump happen. Uh, all these things that I bring about for y'all, um, take time to, to like really sit through and think of what all the detractors are going to say, what the people that aren't informed are going to say, because I want to know like how that idea fits in any, any way, shape or form when it gets out there to the masses. Because a lot of what I see often is that, and I've noticed it come a lot here in the past three months, and I don't talk about it on the podcast because I don't like to do that, but like some of the people that will DM me are from, are, are will act like they're fans of the show or something, but they're really like, <laughs> but they're really like um, um, journalists or, um, you know, contributors to, uh, to like, some of these big crypto uh, websites. And so they'll fish for knowledge. Right. And in the beginning, I, I never like the beginning of this year, I didn't think that was a thing. Like I didn't know that was a thing because I'd never been quoted or, or been taken out of context like that, because a lot of what I say is behind the premium wall. So a lot of stuff is I'm realizing now that a lot of stuff is getting pulled that I talk about. And, and now they're it now they're it feels like they're disseminating it amongst themselves. So the whole Amazon thing, that was like shocking to me when I saw that. I almost felt like they like somebody came and like scooped that <laughs> from what we were talking about. Like, and I, and I know like maybe I mean I don't have any proof of that, but man, that looks really that's super kind of like coincidental, right? Like here I'm talking about Amazon you know, and how it's going to show up uh, or how, you know, Bitcoin's going to show up on Amazon this time next year and all the stuff that I have proof. And like, and I talked about on the premium show and then lo and behold, like, you know, big crypto website starts talking about it too. And I'm like, mm, that's coincidence. But at the same time, it's like, are these the people that are fishing for for more information? Anyway, I've, I've noticed it over the past three months and even some of my my and I, and this is not like I don't own any of this art, so it, I don't care. But a lot of the a lot of the crypto or thriller crypto like 
cover art that I do, I make myself. I don't know if you all know that, but like I do all the cover arts for every podcast. Like I will spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes selecting. Today I didn't do that. <laughs> Today I didn't do that. But most times, but most times, <laughs> most times. Today I did it because I was like, let's just get on with it. I want to talk Bitcoin and crypto. But most times I will spend like, you know, they're for 35, 45 minutes to an hour sometimes. Back in the day, it used to be like an hour and a half. Uh, but these days, because it took us so long to really um, solidify our brand and how we want to look. And so in the beginning, our artwork used to be shit. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And over time, I got really great at Photoshop. <laughs> and so and so now you look at our artwork and it looks official. Like, it looks like, it looks, how it looks like Thriller and it looks how Thriller should look. Right. And so there's people in the space that have stolen artwork that I create for Thriller Crypto um, uh, podcast and they'll just outright steal it. And that happened. That's happened five times this year. Coindesk <laughs> and of all people have stolen is stole from us this year. Our crypto artwork that tells you, man, like and, and that's why that's why I was talking about a little bit about today was like that just tells you like everybody's looking at everybody because I take stuff from other from other places too, uh, but I I quote or directly link to them when I do that. These other guys, these big these big media space guys in the space, they're not doing that. They they don't want people coming to me for that information. This is why they won't they won't quote me on any of this stuff because they know as soon as they quote me. Then people are going to be like, who's who's Car Gonzalez? And wait, wait, what's going on here? Who is he? And then it becomes a whole thing. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like there's a reason and I'm not shitting on anybody who is big in this space. But there's a reason why certain guys are 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 looked at for some of these conferences and some of these things is because they've already have that backdoor handshake <laughs> with exchanges and with certain uh, Bitcoin and crypto companies in the space. And I know because I've seen it, I like I've seen it going to conferences. I get the I get the the media tag. I get the media tag. Thank God I still do. Right. I get that. Um, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like there are some places where I will I will ask for a, a PR or, or media media tag. And they're like, no, we can't allow you because you sell your information. I'm like, I know I'm covering you and I, 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 I can either cover you. By being there, by the way, and actually quoting you verbatim and then giving my opinion on it. Or, quite frankly, I can take whatever somebody said, you know, in a Coindesk article, you know, and then quote you that way and then give my opinion on it. So what do you want it to be? <laughs> you know, I think I think it's very much helpful for you <laughs> as me, as a as a as a uh, as a person in the space who's an independent analyst, independent researcher independent journalists to like uh, come out to your stuff, right? Like that is helpful to you because it shows that you're not playing, you're not playing favorites here unless you're playing favorites here. And then once I start telling them that they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, feel free. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's like, uh, aren't you seeing what you're doing here? You're literally letting only certain media crypto and Bitcoin media companies come to your conference so it looks like, hey, what's going on here? Are you paying them for coverage or are they coming because you invited them? And, and that's a lot of things that people don't realize. Like people don't realize those things. And I'm the only person that will talk about it. And that's why I kind of don't get, you know, here, here's a perfect example. 
and I, and I love watching these guys, but you know, no, I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to name any names. That's inside baseball stuff. I'll tell you guys that stuff. I meet you in person. Let's just say there's a lot of that going on in the space. And a lot of people don't know that. And, and that's why I try to do my best to stay independent and not rely on any of their money. No one pays for me to go to their conference. I pay for my own ticket. You know what I mean? Right. The only thing they're giving me is access into that conference to, to give coverage. Um, everything else is paid by me, hotel, uh, flight, all that stuff. Um, so that's why, that's why like, it's very hard for me. That's why I tell you, it's like, when I look at the people in the space, there's people that are right. And there's people that are wrong when it comes to their information. And sometimes the people that are wrong aren't wrong because, you know, they just get it wrong all the time. They're wrong because they're taking money and they're only saying it because they have money (laughs) that somebody paid them to say. (laughs) And there's quite a few podcasts that do that. Uh, let me tell you, and I'm not naming names. But maybe one day I will. Uh, maybe one day I'll make a list. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but uh, but yeah, in, in either either you will see this over time because you'll be in this space long enough. And be like, man, Car's right. There is a lot of that going on, or you you won't and you won't stick around. And you'll be like, man, Car's still right. There, he's still doing what he's doing. And yeah, I can see I can see how what he's talking about. You stay in the space long enough, you start realizing that those things. Anyway, let's get back to the question. So they say. So even though the Biden verdict has benefited our charts, I don't know about that. I feel like I feel like that's the opposite. I I do feel like um, Trump's last year in office is benefiting us. Remember, I told you that if remember, I told you pre when I told you Bitcoin in November, I said that if Trump leaves or if Trump, if if Trump doesn't get another four years, then we're going to see a Santa rally. That's what we're, this is why we're seeing a Santa rally right now, ladies and gentlemen, like it's because Trump is leaving. So people are trying to get in their last hurrah. Um, and then by seeing what Mnuchin is doing with today's letter, that goes right in line with that. <laughs> God, how am I so right all the time? And, and then, and then he goes, uh, I think bad things are quickly coming that guy's way. He's talking about Biden. It's looking like collusion on an epic level. I know it's political, but as you say, all roads lead back to BTC. I think it's not only in the crypto space, but potentially everything. As civilization was built on currencies, um, and then they they show an article. Um, and I read through the article. It's really fascinating how you have like these vote counting systems, and you can see where they're manipulated and where they're not. It's interesting stuff, but honestly, I've been saying this for years. Why the fuck aren't we voting on the internet yet? <laughs> Like, what is going on? Like, we do our taxes online. <laughs> you should see. <laughs> okay, I guess I kind of know the answer to that. But let's just say in, in my world, you kind of see a lot of things that you wish you could unsee when it comes to networks and how not secure they are. So I can kind of see <laughs> I can kind of see why they don't have voting on the Internet. But still, you do your taxes online. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I just love saying that. You do your taxes online. You should be able to. to should be able to. You should. Most people do their taxes online. You should be able to do some voting. Anyway, so yeah, so he 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 links to that, and there's just some more data there. And quite frankly, I don't understand half of it because, <laughs> guys, I'm not a. Uh, I'm, I'm. I don't know. Understand how all that works? Like, I, you're telling me this for these verdicts and stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I mean, I don't know how that works. 
there's no way for me to verify that. And you're showing me charts with it. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But quite frankly, I don't know how, how they do that. I'm not a, a political guy. Like, you know, I feel like there's a couple people that are really into politics that have like, you know, podcasts and stuff. And, you know, and I'll follow them on Twitter and they'll talk about politics from their podcast. And I'm thinking like, how do they know so much about this? Like, and they're usually right. And, and then I'll be like, wow, like, I guess there are political junkies out there that are like really into that stuff and know all that stuff. And that, that have been in it, been in it for like years. I'm talking about like years. So it's kind of like they've seen it all in politics. Um, so I guess I would follow people like that to understand more. Cause I wouldn't follow somebody that's just, you know, that, that, that just got in as a political junkie. It would have to be somebody like that, but yeah, like, Thank you for sending that in. Uh, I appreciate you. You know, like everything that he talked about in that question. And I know it took me like 40 minutes to answer it. I'm sorry about that. But everything in that he he asked in there is totally true. So what do I think? I, I, I do think that. And let me just say this, because, man, dude, like this year has been so crazy. <laughs> like 20 year has been so crazy. And I'm looking at Javier now. He's like, let me go home. <laughs> We're almost done Javier. Uh, this year has been so crazy and, um, I just feel like, you know, a lot of us had it worse than others, you know, quite frankly. Um, I consider myself on the lucky end of that. Um, and I hope all of y'all that are listening have been as well too, but make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, there are some people that are absolutely hurting right now. Um, and I think that's just about being a good human. And regardless of politics, regardless of all that bullshit, like just be a good human. Um, you know, I'm not the type of person that brags about stuff that they do good for, for people because I'm not that person and I'm not going to post it on social media or post it on like Twitter or YouTube or anything like that. I'm just not that guy. You know, me and my wife always do good by our community, uh, whether that's, you know, helping picking up trash or, you know, volunteering at the local food bank or, you know, giving tents to homeless people in, in the neighborhood or to like, you know, uh, talking about Bitcoin to people that are a little bit older at a retirement home that don't know anything about it. Um, like we do those things on a yearly basis. Uh, my wife more so than me. Um, and, there was a time here and, you know, for Thriller Crypto and Thriller and, and what we did here, like we used to give away Bitcoin all the time and give away cryptocurrencies uh, until I got in trouble. And I was like, I can't do that anymore. Um, but, um, you know, there's there's things that you can do that like doesn't require being on one side or another. It's just about being a good human. Um, and I've always been that way. I'm I'm more pro-human than anything. I'm more of those people that think that, because I work with some of the smartest guys, like I'm one of those people that sees how potentially we can get ourselves out of this situation. And if we have the right people in um, um, making those, the right people with the, the best plan being vetted, making those decisions, I think we can work our way out of it. I really do think, and this is me kind of, and you guys already know this, I really do think this is a generational thing where we have a lot of people that are in their 70s and 80s that are like making decisions for things that are going to see the next 20, 30 years. And it, that to me makes no, 
logical sense at all. I don't understand that. I don't get that. Uh, quite frankly, it upsets me when I think about stuff like that because it's like, how can somebody who's in their well into their 70s or even in their late 60s, um, because you're not in your, <laughs> you're not in your, in, I'm not going to say you're not in your right mind, but it's, it's very hard, hard at that age. And I only know from my family, uh, right. And I only know from the people I talk to who are that age, it's very hard for them to, um, to have clear thoughts and, and clear outlook on everything. When you get that age, it gets a little hazy, at least from what I'm told. Um, so it's really troubling to me as an individual on this planet, <laughs> to see a lot of our decisions get made by those people of that age. That's not to say our elders don't have, you know, um, lessons and things we can take from them because they definitely do. And we definitely should be listening to them. But I think there needs to be some sort of a, 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 a set limit on, you know, you know, what age you reach and you have to give up, <laughs> not give up, but you have to like say, Okay, those people don't get to make decisions long term anymore. Um, that's just my personal view on that. And I, quite frankly, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with it. And I get it. But um, and I'm not an ageist or anything. I'm definitely not an ageist. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but uh, I, I definitely think that we see that a lot. And 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 quite frankly, I think I think that's kind of what's going on right now, you know, and um, and I, I think also, too, when you look at. Um, oh, I was actually going to get into this last thing here on this last thing, I promise, before before I let you go. Uh, so the last thing I was to talk about was, you know, how I see this whole like Bitcoin thing happening and why I see scarce digital assets, because I never really talked about about that because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But I realize now that. Bitcoin has eight decimal places. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't mean to say like, I just barely, <laughs> I mean, like I realized today and I think it was because of BlackRock. Um, and it got me thinking, you know, and then I'll tell you how I kind of started thinking this, but I was already thinking this, but I just didn't know how to put it into words because it was just in my mind swirling. And, it, and it's been swirling since MicroStrategy jumped in at 500 million, quite frankly. Javier, you should listen to this because you're probably going to learn something. So you're welcome. <laughs> Quite frankly, once I got in at 500 million, my mind started thinking like, what does that mean for Bitcoin? Like, does that guarantee us a certain amount range? Million dollar Bitcoin, $2 million Bitcoin, like 2.5. Everybody talks about 2.5 Bitcoin, type of Bitcoin installation. Like everybody talks about these things, right? This is what you hear at Bitcoin Maximalist Conferences. <laughs> Good stuff, but still stuff you should go and verify yourself. Anyway, and I love those guys. Anyway, um, so I started thinking about that stuff. Um, and today, when when BlackRock announced uh, the um, uh, announced that they gave the nod to Bitcoin, I immediately knew that was the biggest news, like of the year. Big news, big 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 news. No, people will not realize how much how big this news was until after this year. So with all that being said, my immediately first thought, actually that popped in, was like, holy shit, are we at an end? <laughs> like, are we at an end for how we talk about Bitcoin now? Like, 
is this really us against them now? Is this narrative changing? Um, and, and I honestly still haven't worked out my processes for that. Like, I, like in my head, I'm still trying to understand how that all, how that works going forward. Like, and no one's talking about this right now in the Bitcoin space. Everybody's just stoked on this news. But I'm always a person that as soon as I hear something major like that, I merely want to know, okay, what's next? I'm just, my mind goes to that. It's a curse, quite frankly. I can never just enjoy things. <laughs> uh, and that's probably why people will not like the end of the coin talk segment today, because I was very much down on Bitcoin. People were like, why is Carl just down on Bitcoin today? No, it's, and even Javier was like, dude, what was that? You wanted to have the best <laughs> through a coin talk and you gave us like nothing but doom and gloom the second half. And I was like, no, it's because that's what's coming next. I'm like, can't you see? And he's like, no, I, I see 19K. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But that's for what? Maybe another week if we're lucky. Uh, and then we're going to go back down. And if we're really lucky, maybe we'll see it pump through the 7th or the 15th. Like, these are things that I'm pinpointing that are going to happen. But what if I'm wrong? You know, but technically I was right because I told you 17K. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like one of those where it's like, man. And he's like, can't you just be happy for anyway? What I'm trying to say is my mind goes to the next thing almost immediately. And that's a curse or it might even be a blessing. I don't know. But my mind does do that. What I'm seeing right now with what happened today with BlackRock, my mind immediately went to, what does this mean for our narrative? Like, it was supposed to be us versus them. Now it's clearly them on board with us. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, the Fed gave trillions of dollars to BlackRock at the beginning of the year to save us from a worldwide depression. Um, whether you thought that, whether you liked it or not, that's what, you know, that's what they did. Um, it happened. So we got to move forward with what that is. Um, now, quite frankly, they've been investing a lot in Chinese securities. It's not all of it, but it's most of it, a good portion of it. You know, a lot of the big conglomerates uh, are looking at Chinese securities, right? If you, if you look at, man, this is where I really hate talking about politics because it's disgusting. But some of the people in Trump's cabinet are highly invested in Chinese securities, like most of them. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's bad. It's really bad. Go do a little research to find out who's in his cabinet and how they're profiting off of China. It's disgustingly bad. This is why I'm like, there are no sides. Anyway, um, and what, what Mnuchin is trying to do now with stopping uh, you know, the Fed from using their bazooka <laughs> during a, a Joe Biden presidency, potentially, um, this tells you like, are they trying to crash the markets again? Like, but yet BlackRock comes out and says they're for Bitcoin. Um, or does this mean the Fed is going to say, F you, <laughs> Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, we're going to keep using these facilities and they can do that. You know, it's in that letter. They can do that. It's their option to do that. Um, and then we're, when Biden comes in, he'll extend that even more. Um, who knows? We don't know. That's going to be very interesting to follow. And that's why I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to deviate. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do, I do think that, you know, with what's going on this year and what we saw and who's in the cabinet for Trump and like where their money's allocated, um, 
yeah, they made a lot of money this year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of them did. Uh, do I think it's right? No. Uh, did they profit off America tanking? Yes. Um, is that the way the world is, unfortunately? It seems so. It does. And you've, you've seen it not just in this presidency. You've seen it in previous presidency, one before this with Obama. You saw it in the Bush presidency. Um, and you'll see it in the Biden presidency. Uh, if you look at who's contributing to, to Biden's campaign, he hasn't announced who his staff's going to be, if they're going to be Team Goldman or Team J.P. Morgan. But there's going to be some money to be made for all those tech companies that um, promoted and, and contributed to his campaign. Um, so if you understand who the winners are, you'll understand who to bet on. And so when we look at BlackRock being a winner, because <laughs> quite frankly, they win at everything when it comes to financial, <laughs> when it comes to the financial space, uh, you start realizing like, okay, now they're on board with Bitcoin. Watch this. And the first thing I thought today when they gave the nod was, wow, how does this change the narrative? Is it them with us now? And the second thing I immediately thought was Bitcoin is, it has eight decimal places. Yeah, Bitcoin has eight decimal places. I'll let that sink in for a second. Listen up, Javier. Bitcoin has eight decimal places, right? One Satoshi, right? At a time, right? If you if you look go on Twitter, there's a man, Sats. I think it's called Sats per dollar or something. If you go on Twitter, there's somebody called Sats per dollar or something like that, and it literally literally tells you how many Sats you're gonna get per dollar. And since I've been following him, holy crap, has that made my stomach churn? Because Bitcoin has been going up, but you know what has been going down? The Sats per dollar like considerably a lot. I think we were, I think we were at like 50, 5,500 sats per dollar now. Ladies and gentlemen, now that BlackRock is on board, sats are a crucial thing. And I think that if there's any company right now that is giving you back sats for purchases, they're going to be bankrupt in three years, four years. <laughs> like they're stupid. I think that's the stupidest. And I, and I like all those companies like Lowly and, and Fold, like all the, they're stupid. <laughs> Quite frankly, they're dumb. If they're, if they're giving you sats back for rewards, they're stupid. <laughs> that is not a good company. To, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're like, they're, they're geniuses <laughs> when it comes to making companies, but that is a stupid business model. What are you doing giving sats back for buying a gift card at Chipotle? That makes no sense. No sense. And when you start understanding that they're giving you 100, 1,000, 500 sats every day just for going in their app, what are you doing? In 10 years, this is going to be somebody's freaking daily wage and you're giving, and you're giving me this? They're dumb. Anyways, don't turn away sats. Don't turn away and honestly, I would say dollar cost average now. Now that BlackRock is is giving the nod to Bitcoin, I'm not saying they're not they're not saying they're buying Bitcoin. But what they said today was like it could replace gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it it is now concrete 
you are doing yourself a disservice. Quite frankly, if companies aren't holding Bitcoin, they're iris- they're financially irresponsible now. The biggest conglomerate in the entire fucking world just said that Bitcoin is going to replace gold, could replace gold. The Fed just gave them trillions of dollars in March. Why the fuck are you giving sats back to me? <laughs> Fold. What are you doing, lowly? What the fuck are you doing? Anyway, that's just dumb. <laughs> I don't mean to teeter off in there, but I will say this. Eight decimal places. And this is what scares me. Because remember when I told you like, and this is going to be a long podcast. Remember when I told you that um, I often, I often can see where my, like my mind plays like a, a, like a tape, right? I can, I can play it back like a tape. Like seriously, like I have really good photographic memory. Um, But, um, but when it, when it comes to uh, seeing things, I can also play forward like a tape. Like I can see things happen. Not like I'm not saying I'm clairvoyant or anything, but I can see what's going to take place. Right. So this is what I think. This is where I'm like, don't want to talk about it on the subscription because I think it's a little out there. And quite frankly, I think people are going to think I'm crazy. Uh, I think if this got out, people would think I'm crazy. So I'm glad not too many people listen to the show. (laughs) Javier is going to look at me like, hmm, that's interesting theory. I think when we get to 2024, um, when it when it becomes a lull, uh, because we we are gonna we are gonna fall right. Like we're gonna see a major tank after we hit our all time highs next year. Like it's gonna be a major tank, right? Um, I think once we get to that height uh, of, of of Bitcoin next year, uh, and then we kind of go through another. It's gonna suck, but we're gonna go through another just kind of a bear market, you know, for a year, two years, three years, whatever it's gonna be. Um, when we go through that bear market again. I think at that time, people are going to look at Bitcoin and either and I could be wrong about this and I don't have any insight into what's going on, but I'm playing it out of my head and it just makes more sense the more I think about it today. And quite frankly, I could wake up tomorrow and think it's completely stupid just because I've been having a crazy day with Bitcoin and talking about it. So take that into consideration. But but I do but I do think there's a possibility that we're going to extend that from eight to nine or even 10 possibly. Or maybe even twelve. I think that I think that happens eventually in this decade for Bitcoin decimal places. And let's say hypothetically that does happen, right? What then, Car? Like what then? Well, I think at that point, Bitcoin becomes the standard for the world, right? Um, and fiat currency continues to live on because now instead of whatever they're going to call that decimal place. And I don't know, let's say they move it to 12 from eight, whatever they call that, that could be called a, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to, what to call it. Uh, it could be called a, an in or whatever. <laughs> a, a, uh, who knows what they're going to call it. I, I'm not going to give it a name cause I don't know. Uh, who knows what they're going to call that 12th decimal place, uh, a, a fraction of a Bitcoin. Right. But let's say hypothetically, they, they do give it a name, a cool catchy one. Anyway, I, I do think at that point, and because those bit, those decimal places already exist now, quite frankly, if you go watch uh, uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, he talks about, this is why it's good to know deep into Bitcoin. <laughs> this is why I always say, go learn about Bitcoin first. This is why I always say that. Like, go watch Andreas Antonopoulos for two years, then come seek me out. <laughs> 
go and do that. Like this, so that's where I always send people. Go watch Andreas, learn from him. He has a workshop on Bitcoin. He talks all about decimal places and everything. Go learn that stuff. Go learn the basics. Anyway, um, I do think at some point that then means that we move from eight to 12, maybe possibly. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I do think. And then in that scenario, let's say that plays out the way I'm saying in the middle of the decade. In that scenario, do does Bitcoin become the standard by the end of the decade for fiat currency? I think if you have BlackRock on board with Bitcoin, I think it does. But then you got to play out, okay, now if you have all the biggest conglomerates or most of the biggest conglomerates in the financial space on board with Bitcoin, on board with using it as a standard, what then next car? Well, then I think people look at digital assets and they look at hard cap assets and they start questioning whether, why should we hold Litecoin? Why should we hold Zcash? You know, people start asking these questions and then those prices go up, right? Because by then they're like 10, 15 years old by then, right? Um, and then the next thing happens after that. And this is where it gets real sketchy, right? And this is where I'm just playing it out in my head, y'all. I'm not like, you know, a soothsayer or anything. I'm not seeing anything differently. I'm just playing out in my head, like how that looks. I think at that point, I don't think fiat currency goes away now because they could just keep extending the Bitcoin decimal place. So I think in this world of, of fiat kings and uh, fiat currency, and even, even if you look at today, because this was interesting, um, Gosh, where is it at? Um, gosh, I don't have it saved. I must have closed the tab. But, um, oh, that's what it was. So J here, let me just go there real quick because this is fascinating stuff. And this kind of led me down that pathway too as I was thinking about it. Um, so today, and this is, man, this is a lot of information. So today Goldman Sachs released their whole like, basically like a, almost like a, like a, like a deep dive into uh, the yuan, the, the new digital currency for, for China. They basically did like a deep dive into an 80 page paper that I'm going to read over this weekend. Cause I'm, I find it fast. So I tell y'all like, I'm really into this shit. <laughs> I'm really into Bitcoin and crypto so much so that I'll spend my weekend eating or eating, reading about, and mostly eating, it seems like, reading about this reinventing the yawn for the digital age that Goldman Sachs released uh, on the 17th. I'm going to read through it because I want to understand what they understand uh, when it comes to how they see cryptocurrency from China. Anyway, because that gives you more insights into what's going on. Anyway, I'll read it and give you a recap on it. Anyway, but in there they talk about, and I skimmed through it, but in there they talk about how um, the, the yawn is going to be a big part of the global uh, a financial market, right? And they even say how like America and the China are going to transition from this this great reset. This is why it's so important uh, to understand. And like they're going to start moving towards this direction, right? And yeah, there's conspiracy theories around that. And I get it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about strictly cryptocurrency and, and crypto and Bitcoin. But it almost seems like to me, they're kind of in this, what I've skimmed so far, they anticipate China's digital yuan to go fully mainstream uh, by the end of the decade. They don't think it's going to happen here in the 12 months, in the next 12 months. They could be wrong. Goldman could be wrong. They've been wrong in the past, but they do see that um, 
they don't have to invest in any type of like, you know, Chinese companies or buy any outright because quite frankly, they think uh, this digital currency is going to allow them, you know, I guess allocation of some sort to like get in the markets and do some, you know, make money or whatever. But I haven't read through it all. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I do think there's a scenario where, yeah, by the end of the decade, possibly we could be sitting on a Bitcoin standard. And if so, does that mean fiat currency lives? I guess if you play it out like that, it kind of does because you can keep moving back decimal places for Bitcoin. Um, and then at that point, we're in a world where if you bought Bitcoin in the early days, you're pretty much wealthy. You're really wealthy. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people um, are recognizing that now, especially these institutional investors. I think I think they're understanding that, especially with BlackRock giving the nod, even though they don't understand it, they do understand that that's a place that it could possibly go. And that's a reason why. You, and if trust me, if I had millions of dollars, I would be heavily up my ass <laughs> in Bitcoin, you know, right? So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think hypothetically, if you look at that and you say, what is BlackRock doing? And they give the nod to Bitcoin that tells every institutional investor out there, you should be allocating it. And if you're not allocating it, it's irresponsible because now that's on the table, especially in a world where there's nothing but fiat currency and there's nothing hard capped. So that's what I got. That's 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 my uh, that's my what do you call it? That's my whole thing for today. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's a really long birth crypto death, but yeah. Man, it was a crazy long show. I do apologize. I didn't think it was going to be that long. But once you start going into that kind of stuff, I just kind of teeter off into Bitcoin and crypto. And I really give you my ideas. And these are fresh ideas. I haven't even thought through them yet. So take that. Take everything that I said with a grain of salt when it comes to everything that we talked about at the end. I haven't thought through it. I really haven't. And I'm looking at Javier and he's like, dude, you just blew my mind. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I blew my mind today when I was thinking about it. Um, and uh, I'm not ready to present it to this to the to the other podcast because, quite frankly, how do you how do you show verifiable facts around that uh, other than what we already know? And quite frankly, is it the right time to tell everybody? I don't think it is. I think right now we need to stick to the digital gold narrative, and that's good for right now. But maybe when we go into the um, the whole kind of dip. Maybe that's a good time to bring up what the next phase looks like. But yeah. See you all next time.